I'm Julie. I'm Kristen. I'm Kate. And welcome to Topical Island. Each week, one of us will deep dive into a topic that interests us. Have you ever wondered how to become a Disney princess? Is diva behavior acceptable? And what does it have to do with the opera? Will we get to work from home forever, ever? Join us as we answer these questions and more. As each week, we will take you to a different topical island. Welcome, one and all, to Topical Island. Kristen, Julie, how are you guys doing? Julie, how are you doing? Hello, Kate. Hello, Kristen. Hello, Island Hoppers. You know, just a a, a lovely week here. I wanted to share, though, an ant factoid. Oh, oh please do. I, I, I follow the Farmer's Almanac on Instagram, as I'm sure everyone does. And do. they were they were just talking about the importance of ants and peonies because here in Canada, our peonies are just starting to open. I know if you live in Kelowna, they're in full bloom here in Calgary, they are big, beautiful buds. And they release a, like a sugary nectar in their bud and the ants come on up and they just gulp that up and it actually helps the peony to kind of open up. There is, you know, an old wives tale that, you need ants or else you'll, your peonies will not open. That's not true, but they're definitely a, uh, there's a symbiosis there between the ants and the peonies. So once again, ants and ant factoids rule the day. They rule the day. Well, I'm going to jump in and piggyback on, on that because I have a friend who has beautiful peony bushes and she was harvesting her first bunch and um she is also a a a friend that um runs in my my running group so I see her on Thursdays to run and she brought a whole bunch um and it was hilarious because we were where we run we all parked safely along the side of a highway close to it's a development that hasn't been developed yet so the stormwater pond is has been created and there's a a really nice um one kilometer loop that makes it great for different type of run workouts um but there are no people in there's no houses built yet and there's no no people so it's great it's nice and quiet so at the end of our run she had all of these peonies in the back of her trunk and we were all taking a few and it must have looked hilarious because to anyone driving by it looked like a bunch of sweaty runners like where maybe somebody was getting married. And so as we all hold these bouquets of peonies and take them to our car, it was, it was quite the sight. I laughed. We all laughed. <laughs> Were there ants in the peonies? You know, there weren't. Good. No, I'm going to say thanks, Vanessa, for the ant-free peonies. <laughs> they were big and beautiful and luscious. No ants. Yes, they are I don't know. I'm going to go on on record. Favorite flower. Oh, they were my wedding Beauty. flower. Oh, Are they? Yeah, not that Thursday. Not that I wasn't actually getting <laughs> you married. This, no, it wasn't runner. that. Okay. No, that's that. That wasn't that. Um, but they were my. They were part of my wedding bouquet. So, Lovely. Kristen, tell us all about your week. Well, I mean, I have to say, I've been hyper. I'm not going to talk about ants, but I have been so hyper aware of ants ever since that. I'm just 
jumping all over the sidewalk these days, avoiding ants, because I'm just <laughs> thinking about them very much. But I'm on a staycation again here in Calgary. It's an absolutely beautiful week. Mm-hmm. But I was, I just wanted to shout out something that is very irrelevant, uh, which is that I was watching, rewatching old episodes of Last Man on Earth. Did you guys watch Best that show? show? I, I, I love that show. Such a good Pro- show. Please proceed. No, that's all I was going to say, really. Like, I just, it's funny because it's, uh, it's been canceled and it's a Will Forte show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because it's, I guess it's a little bit like present day if COVID had wiped people out. A hundred percent. It's the idea that some kind of a virus took over the planet and they had to kind of make their way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it predicted that it would happen in 2020. Oh, so, really? Yeah. I don't remember that part of it. And rewatching it, have you, I mean, some of it is quite hilarious, especially when they do the flashback scenes where, you know, the world is still alive and they're all masked up and people are reacting to that. And yet to us now, it is incredibly normal. Oh, oh geez. I, have... I don't remember that either. Did I even watch the show? No, I didn't. <laughs> <Did> you... <laughs> Yeah, it was just, it was just, a, it was so funny and so brilliant. And it actually ended on like such an interesting note. So I was just, mm-hmm. I was just kind of finishing it up again, but it was, I just wanted to shout that out. And uh, I don't think it's even on Netflix yeah. anymore. So good luck finding it, but it, it was so funny. And it's, and I didn't really realize how closely tied to COVID it was, but uh, love Will Forte's brain. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And it is on one of the streaming services because we oh, just good. rewatched it. Good, good, good. Um, I don't know whether it's Prime or Crave. One of those. Go Google. Yeah, I would encourage. I would encourage people that instead of watching Contagion as their pandemic, oh yeah, show yeah, yeah. that's quote unquote relevant. Outbreak. Yeah, outbreak. No, no, no. Go watch Last Man on Earth and find the humor in <laughs> in a pandemic. The end of the world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Plan who, which neighbor's house you would take over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Seriously, what you would do if, like, where would you go? What would you do? I don't know. It's kind of a fun thought experiment. Exactly. Well, thanks for that recommendation, Kristen. And on that note, where the hell are you taking us this week? Well, on the Topical Island Instagram, topical underscore underscore island, on Saturdays we are, as as most of our island hoppers will know, we do some kind of polling. And so this actually... It was Island Hoppers who inspired me on this topic, which was that we asked about um, if if the first thing you did in the morning was check your phone. And actually all but one Island Hopper said that, yes, that was what they do in the morning is check their phone. Yeah, I will say that um, one person who is a friend of Kate's and has become a friend of all of ours also said, guess who that is, Kate? Also said that... Th- that yes, she does do that, but she would really like not to. I would like the poll to have caveats like that, or at least options. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, people do. Island hoppers do send me send me individual notes and say yes, but or whatever. So feel free to DM. Um, okay. But it actually got me. I will talk about the phone thing, but it also kind of got me thinking about morning routines. Now, before we get too deep into morning routines, I would like to make fun of them because I'm going to talk about morning routines, but I think that it's important to not add it as one other thing of like, oh, this is what I do for my morning. You know, 
I think it's important to add some levity because there's enough things for us to think about every day. So I read this really incredible article through the Atlantic called the false promise of morning routines by a lady named Maria Marina Corin. And it reads as follows morning routine stories are a relatively new trend in the undying genre of self-help in voyeuristic glimpses into a typically private time of the day. The rich and famous reveal how they almost invariably soup, so how they were almost invariably superhumanly energetic. They meditate, they run several miles, they make matcha tea, they do some yoga, all before eight o'clock. Some dive into their email right away, others ban phones at breakfast. But the through line is the same. A carefully choreographed morning routine is the key to a productive day. These people have it together, the story seems to imply, and so can you if you just wake up at 5.30 a.m. Oh my god, yes. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> well, about. yes! I... I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that I have watched several YouTube videos of like what John Cena does in the morning. <laughs> like, and need, it's like, you need to be exactly like John Cena. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I picked John Cena. <laughs> I feel like that's an example from your real life. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's how pathetic this story is that. No, it's good. Yeah. There's an intrigue there because, yeah, we all think that this is the key to everything and that, you know what, I will never be successful because I don't do 22 things. And there's something about that 530 time slot that you have to be up at 530, do those 10 things, including a full workout and like six kinds of smoothies or else forget it. I I am... My alarm goes off at 5.30 and I am... God damn it, Kate. Of course you do. I am so (laughs) pro morning routine. Can we dig into that? Now, Mm -hmm. what does a morning routine look like for Kate, who is a successful person? Just as an FYI. (laughs) Julie, stop it. I'm sorry. I was trying to bring the levity. (laughs) No. Sorry, was that not levity? That was just straight If you force it. (laughs) <laughs> that being said, I am a morning person. I usually go to bed, um, well, not long after my daughter, who I put down at 7 p.m. <laughs> but I am usually <laughs> like nine o'clock hits and I start getting ready for bed. And I am somebody who gets a lot of sleep. And so it's easy for me to wake up at, at 5.36, between, usually between those, those times. And I feel a lot better about you, my day meditate? when I do. I do not meditate. <laughs> I rare, Occasionally, I will go for a very short, easy run, but very rarely. So let's take that out of the routine. My regular routine is wake up, and I wake up to the sound of the coffee grinder. So I wake up, I pour myself a fresh cup of coffee, kind of putter around the kitchen, and then I sit down and I um, make a list of what my day is going to look like. I do my to-do list with my cup of coffee. Oh. Every- I'm okay, loving is this. this a- okay. Sorry, Julie, I'm loving it, but it's mostly because it's leading into my topic, but <laughs> not that I'm self-serving. But Julie, Julie, you, you just you look so angry. I actually just so had a question. Can I had we an... dig into that? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just drop the whole yeah. thing. Let's just talk about YouTube. Yeah. Um, and no, your anger. I, 
I just actually had one quick question, an honest question. Do you have a different morning routine, weekdays and weekends? Mm, yes, absolutely. Point. All right. Let's hear more about the morning routine and how. Yeah, enough about my routine and Julie's no, I anger. Want, I, I want to hear all I love this. I love <laughs> Julie's anger. I Well, I just want to know, Julie's is this anger. a barometer for what to expect from my life? Oh, I, 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 well, I'm going to say absolutely that, not. Julia, I can't answer that today, unfortunately. Okay. But I will say that uh, Mark Wahlberg would not be interest would not be impressed by Kate's morning routine because he actually claims on an Instagram post to rise at two thirty a.m. What? Oh, good God! What? Why? <laughs> like what? I just want to say, like, this is the only celebrity we're going to go, and I'm just going to preempt it with a oh, no okay. go. So no. you don't have you don't have John <laughs> Cena's morning routine. <laughs> I no, I'm hoping to get helpful after this, but so he claimed to rise at two thirty AM and eats his breakfast at three fifty. Like is he a morning newscaster? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> He's also a father of four. But uh he works out for a couple hours, including golfing at seven AM. What is he doing? And then by nine thirty seven. Like that's insane. Okay, so I, I apologize. Please just Eating continue. Breakfast? Please continue with the routine. See, no, now sorry. here's Kate's anger. This is <laughs> three hours later is my anger. Kate's anger starts at 3.15. Mine doesn't start at 5.30. Uh, so I'm angry that by 9.30 he's at, in his cryotherapy chamber <laughs> by 9.30. I think it's... <laughs> but enough about that. So, um... A, a day's early hours have long been associated with health and virtue. The mantra often credited to Benjamin Franklin is early to bed, Kate, and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. But uh, that that kind of idea of healthy, wealthy, and wise has a, appeared in various forms of literature since the 15th century. So in some of the articles I read about morning routines, it's like a morning routine sets the tone for the whole day if you deep do each day right, you do life right. And therapists will tell you about mental health benefits, about uh, starting your day in kind of a routine. What I kind of understood about my research, like about reading was that like, the more you can automate your day, like you're not spending as much time like worrying about what you're doing in the morning. Like if you have a set routine, you're not spending your brain power on, oh, what do I have to do this morning? And like, and that's just kind of a part of your day, you know, is happening, you know, what happens, and you kind of go from there. I, that that I, I totally yeah no that that resonates with me my anger is gone mine's not at least not towards Marky Mark and his tooth I still think that's just insane like what time does he go to bed maybe he's one of those like four hour power sleeper maybe. people no I know I you you hear about people I I've talked to people who say that they get whatever hours of sleep. My dad was always like that like he was like the last one to bed and the first one up in the morning like I don't know. I don't know where that comes from, but um, as soon as you wake up, every decision you make dips into your brain's willpower reserves. The brain is an incredible organ, but even has its limits. There's a lot of research that points out that our willpower being limited is a limited resource. So I get that feeling sometimes too. Like, I don't know if you guys get that. Like if you, let's say you were sitting on your phone and you've been scrolling and you realize it's been too long, or sometimes in the morning, if I knew I wanted to get like 10 things done and I get like nothing done, I, I feel that like energy depletion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like as I'm doing it. Yes. So Ken Brokaw, 
who is the author of Leveling Up Your Life, Building a Business Around Your Life, not your not a life around your business. And so the first thing he does is write down his thoughts. So immediately upon waking up, he journals for 15 minutes. And so that could be like a gratitude journaling or something like that. One, Have you guys read The Artist's Way? Yes, I have it sitting in front of me. Oh, hilarious. an expert on the word. <laughs> no, I haven't read it. But it's a it's a tw- 1992 self-help book. And one of the things that she says to do in it, Julia Cameron, is to do three pages of what they call morning pages. Have you ever tried doing that, Kate? I actually have not. That sounds, it seems like a lot, okay? Well, but I think you're supposed to, it's, it's actually supposed to be like a brain dump. Mm-hmm. There we go. Kate is oh, demonstrating you have the journal two well. versions. So I have, well, it's not two versions. One is the book and then one is the actual, it comes with a journal. My friend gave oh, this wow. to me thinking um, that uh, it wasn't for her, but she thought of me in, um, in finding out what it was about and thought I might benefit from it. That being said, um, my confession is that I haven't tried it. Well, I haven't tried either, and I'm literally just talking about it, but I was listening to a podcast that spoke very highly of it, and just that idea of, I think it's about um, helping to kind of regain your creative kind of side of yourself, and and almost using it as a a way to show connection with uh, creativity and spiritual connection, but the idea is that you write three pages in the morning, but regardless of whether you're doing morning pages or the artist's way, this is one of Ken's, Ken Brokaw's suggestions was to write in the morning. Um, the other thing he does is after he journals, he take he reads for 45 minutes, which I I think I've heard people say they read in the morning. And I thought that sounded mm-hmm. like a lot because I'm like, if I start reading a novel, I'm not going to want to go to work. But he actually uses it as professional development. So he'll read something about entrepreneurship, startup, business or even self-help books. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool because I mean, I, I work. I mean, I I'm in an industry or in a field that has like is constantly evolving and I often feel like, oh, am I reading enough? And I thought, you know, that might be kind of a cool thing to add into your routine. Mm. It's like the first thing you do is you're like, look at me, I'm on top of things. And you do that for, I don't know, 45 minutes or however long. And you feel like, you know, you're starting on the right foot. Yeah. Well, and that's a really interesting concept to me because I went, well, yeah, perfect. If you were to do it for professional development reasons, that would be different because I mm-hmm. associate reading with more of a wind down or like a relaxing time. Whereas right, what exactly. I'm doing is the morning is trying to like amp myself up for the day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so if you're exactly like if I was reading a fiction book, I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to get it back into bed and I'm going to read this book. Yeah. But if you're, yeah. if you're doing it as like a, okay, I set aside a certain amount of like for personal development, professional development, whatever, like that's a little bit different. He says he takes time to sweat. That's the workout. And oh, he does a hundred pushups and a hundred sit-ups every morning. And then he takes a walk, which I'm like, okay, if I, if I take a walk, that's, I'm happy with that. That's my work. That's my time to sweat. Already. <laughs> but, um, and then the one thing I thought was really cool was to focus on one business related task. So he does one thing before the day even starts. And kind of to my point earlier, like the thing that I get the most discouraged by is if I kind of let the morning get away on me and don't, but if your first thing you do is like, let's say accomplish your, what, what did we call it before your frog? What did we say? Like your oh, thing yeah. that's been like, <clears throat> you've been like eating it. Like, yeah. Like thing that hops from day to day that you, it's just kind of gnawing exactly. at you. Yeah. Yes. Eat one of your frogs, like make that part of your morning routine. I mean, that's a lot of, 
could be a lot of pressure, but sort of an interesting concept. Hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. If you could get a low hanging fruit done before you even clock in. Well, Julie, yeah. you're going to hate me for this because if I continue <laughs> on she, the rest of my morning this. routine. <laughs> so what I do, what I do is after I have my, my coffee and relax, um, but the hour between, usually between six and seven, I like to turn on my computer and take care of those low hanging fruit. And then at 7am is when I wash my face, I open Tenley's door and um, start to get ready for the day. So that's the rest of my morning routine. That sounds During that's really I, nice. lo- I love it. You, I, I Julie, hope you wait, wait, it's, and I'm not, I don't want to brag, but it, it, it's literally one of those things like starting right now, it's about, it's mm-hmm. just after 830 mm-hmm. PM. And starting right now, I actually really look forward to, like, I can't wait yeah, to wake up oh, tomorrow yeah. and have my coffee. Like, I'm really looking forward to my morning. I'm very much a morning person, and it's probably my favorite time of day. Please know that much of my emotional reaction to your morning routine is strictly my own jealousy. I am also a morning person and have had moments in my life where I've had wonderful morning routines. And that has really been a nice quiet time to look forward to every morning. However, that time in my current life does not exist. So it's just pure and utter jealousy. That's all. I'm here to tell you that um, don't feel bad because a chrono, let's talk a little bit about chronotypes because when we, I was actually having this conversation about at work um, about about morning routines, not too terribly long ago. And some people are just like, you know what? I just can't get up that early. Like that's just not me. And so a chronotype is a person's circadian typology. We've talked about circadian rhythms in our work from home episode. That's right. Uh, Or the individual differences in activity or alertness in the morning and evening. So they actually have them categorized by animal. So a bear most people fall under the category of the bear chronotype, which is about 55% of the population. So they actually, their sleep and wake cycle is according to the sun. They typically fall, wake easily and typically fall asleep with no problem. Their productivity seems best before noon, but then they have that uh, post-lunch dip between two and four. They do well with traditional office hours. Then the wolf is considered kind of that night owl type. Okay. And sorry, night back wolf, to these chronotypes. Me. What did I say? No, you said night owl, but I think it's it's quite literally a wolf. <laughs> is what they're comparing. Yes, to. that's true. Um, it's like kind of the early bird versus night owl slash wolf. But there's a lot of animals involved, and so. Um, <laughs> but this just this isn't like necessarily like oh I'm a Virgo. Like this is like this can be like a time of your life too. Like quite often, like a teenager, right? Right, might be more like a wolf. Well, but by the time you get to be a little bit older, you might be a bit more of a bear. So anyways, Mm -hmm. um, a a wolf slash night owl is about 15% of the population. Um, They feel more energetic when they wake up at noon. And then their peak productivity starts at noon and ends about four hours later. They get another boost around 6 p.m. But then there's another early bird that's also a wolf that's not a bear. um, And that's called a lion. And so unlike wolves, lions like to rise early in the morning um, and they wake up really early. Like that would be more like the 530, 430 people. Um, and they are most productive in the morning, but have trouble. Um, and they actually fall asleep by nine or 10. So this might be a Kate 
type of person. And they have trouble following a social schedule in the evening, which probably makes sense if you're going to bed, you know, fairly early. Yeah. And there's a dolphin. Oh, they're, they're not any other kind of animal, but they have trouble following any sleep schedule. They get really woken up. If something happens in the evening, they wake up very easily. And, and that's because a dolphin, a dolphin in real life stays very alert while they're sleeping. And also oh, mm. human dolphins. <laughs> uh, human dolphins are quite often insomniac. So I actually took an online test and I'm happy to share it with the with you guys. And also oh, yes, please. Um I can share it on we can share it on Instagram or whatever. But uh, I was actually in a lion as well, which was that early bird. That early, okay. early bird. And so I'm gonna guess that Kate might follow as a lion and Julie might be a bear. Yeah. yeah, at this at this stage of our lives. Now I'm gonna take a, a bear is wild. Still very good, Julie. I know. I'm just. I'm just dwelling being the bear. <laughs> the fact that as much as I like, and honestly, in my heart of hearts, those times when I've woken up early and yeah. like had my coffee, really had the house to myself. That is a critical piece of the story. Is like for me, Huge. I need That's the only reason it's my favorite. Time yeah, is because you're alone, right? <laughs> and you can really yes. actually like think, think through your day and your own thoughts before you know others enter start entering it, like work and whoever else, kid, whatever. Um, and so honestly, I am just sitting here being a bit of a sad sack that like as much as I crave having that morning tomorrow morning, I know I will not. But okay, I'm a bear. Okay, I accept that. A bear would be better than. Can I just throw this out there? I have a feeling that the Mark Wahlbergs of the world might be. I imagine those those little lemurs that whose eyes are bigger than their head. Like it's yeah. like these two. Do you know what I'm talking about? I could show you a picture of it. Yes. Although um, he may be a dolphin. Like they look insane. He yes. could be a dolphin. Yeah. That they just never really fully sleep, so they may as well. Yeah, okay. Okay, lemurs. Because I feel like I didn't hear a a Marky Mark category for this. You know, to get up in time for your 930 cryogenic chamber. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But that's a good point, Julie. Like, you have to, I think the thing, too, and why I started on a light note was that this has to work for you. And, you know, you, everyone, we all, every once in a while, you hear your coworker, your friend say... I'm going to start working out every single day. And you just think, no, you're not. Like maybe you will for like four <laughs> days. But no one's going to go from zero to working out every single yes. day. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and absolutely. so it's really important that you pick a routine that you can stick with 90% of the time. Uh, but rather than 60, that's really, really, you know, like maybe you pick one habit you want to, you know, cultivate in the morning. You yeah. know, like do something that is something you can actually do. Um, and before deciding on a really highly demanding ritual, consider what you need to achieve and then work backwards from there. Like what's the main goal in your morning? Do you need to make sure that you work on time, well-dressed, fully caffeinated, start with a routine like that. Do you need to like recenter your mind? Work back from that. So I thought that was some really good advice. Another one is piggybacking on habits. So for me, for example, like I'm quite tired in the evenings, and I don't necessarily do the full kitchen cleanup in the evenings. But like every morning I have an egg and I boil that egg. And I'm like, okay, for that four minutes, I could clean my kitchen. 
because I know I'm going to be in the kitchen. And so it's that piggybacking idea of something you know you're going to do, or like maybe I meditate before I brush my teeth. Like you, you anchor mm-hmm. it to something you're already doing. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yes. I thought that was a really cool thing. But um, yeah. so here are some additional things they suggested as possible morning ideas meditating listening to a podcast making a healthy breakfast connecting with your kids or spouse scheduling your day which is what kate kind of talks about setting goals making a cup of coffee we can all do that make your bed which is like your Mm. first thing where you have a like a cha-ching accomplished Mm -hmm. task for the morning um nailing and getting ready a double thumb (laughs) for making Making her effing bed in the morning. She's giving herself a double thumbs up. This guy. You know this what? This guy makes I just her wanna... bed in the morning. <laughs> this guy does make her bed in the morning. And you know what? I am loving this because there are so many things I am not good at in life. But I nail the morning routine. There are so many things I fail horribly at when I try. But all of this, check, check, check. <laughs> I I will say I the, the bed making thing is a well and it's a keystone habit too I think yeah um, that yeah it anchors your day easy check and you know if nothing else when you go to bed that night you're like oh right I made my bed I win today yeah well especially mm-hmm. when you're getting into it you know you made your bed yeah you know, I'm getting in the this because I made it so nicely in the morning mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um. Mm-hmm. Finally, stretch your body, drink some water. And then the final one I'm going to talk about, just because this circles back a little bit, is don't look at your phone. Uh, Did you know that 80% of smartphone users, 80% check their mobile phones within 15 minutes of waking up every morning? Yes. I'm one of those people and I hate it. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, so can, now, can I ask mm-hmm. the girl who's winning it morning routines? When do you mm-hmm. pick up your phone? Um, often just before six because my alarm will go off. The coffee grinder goes off at five thirty, and that's what wakes me up. Um, but my alarm will go off at six, and so often I don't want it to wake other people up. So mm-hmm. I try to have my first cup of coffee and sit either with the news on or with my list or do whatever puttering around the kitchen without my phone. But I would say that I would probably easily fall, fall into that. I don't roll over and check my phone, but it's in, it's in my hand and I have it open sooner than I would like. So you're opening with the coffee grinder and not with your alarm. Yeah. Now I'm angry. Now, Julie, I'm, you're with me. I'm <laughs> oh, I'm getting angry. Wait. But, okay, so why? So because Nick's alarm what? goes off why? at five thirty, and the, so the, okay, here's the sequence. Why of am I alarms in in my house? Yeah. Why are you? Well, oh no, let's I just get meant like you have an alarm and you don't even get up with it, but you get up with the coffee grinder. That's like one of the birds put your house coat on in the morning. <laughs> So the coffee goes off and then I, I roll out of bed and these birds fly over and put my, my robe on. And then I, I hum in a, the perfect key. I hum a song while I pour my cup of coffee. And then these squirrels come over and put my milk and sugar in. I'm just kidding. I drink my coffee black. But 
you have a small child, does she never wake up early and put a maybe Ruinal. cause you to modify? Is the nice way I'm going to put this? Yeah, your morning routine. Nice. She is a dream when it comes to sleep. Okay. I'm going to say that with, like, I know so many people that struggle struggle with little ones and their sleep routines. Yeah. She is a rock star. Nice. And unless something, unless she's ill or something is wrong, I can almost, it, 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 her sleep is like clockwork. Nice. So. Okay. And I would like to caveat that as, like, children or, or like, if you have a job where you have to be at work at 530, like, you know, this is a privileged position for us to think about getting up an hour and a half early. You know what I mean? So I think like mm-hmm. definitely, you know, if you're listening to this, don't beat yourself up and you're, if you're in a situation where you really can't do this. Um, there's so many reasons why this could be even more challenging. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just should have said that earlier on. But uh, this is interesting for me, too, because I am definitely a person who so my alarm goes off with my phone and I even sometimes in the evening or in the night, if I wake up, I'll look at my phone, see what time it is. And then if I have like a something come up and I, and this, I will look at it. And I always say to myself, well, okay. So I'm waking up when I start reading, let's say like just going through like a social media post. Like I don't tend to follow things that don't make me feel good. And Mm -hmm. so I'm like, okay, well this helps me wake up. Is it the worst thing in the world? But I, it's not the worst thing in the world, but through this, reading I've been doing about this I'm like you know what I'm, I I even in the last couple of days because I've been reading about this for a couple of days I will make an effort not to look at my phone so of course the first reason is is what you could imagine like it increases your stress and anxiety especially if you like I have a, a work phone and a personal phone which is nice but you know if you if you open your phone you're seeing your messages you're seeing your emails you're seeing your to-dos like is that like that's quite a stark way to wake up you know you've been ha- living in this dreamland and then you just get this um, warning of all these things that you have going on. So yes, fine. The next one is uh, your time and attention are hijacked. So you're actually prioritizing other people's opinions, requests, and advertising, which is another really interesting Mm. thing because advertising is such a, you're not enough, you're not enough kind of messaging, right? And so that's what you're looking at. First thing you open your phone. And also the time suck, right? Like I, there's times where I wake up at 6am and you can start reading Twitter or you start, you keep seeing, reading your email or whatever it is. And, and that five minutes turns into 15, turns into 30. And then you've, you've squandered your opportunity to make a list of things you're grateful for, you know? And so that's something that really kind of resonated with me. And then the final thing that I thought was really interesting is that like you, when you distract yourself first thing in the morning, you actually set a tone for a distracted day. So a lot mm-hmm. of people think they can go smoothly from a distraction to an intense focus, but it's not the case. Uh, a Dr. Nicole Benders Heidi, who does uh, research on this says the information overload that hits you before you're fully awake interferes with your ability to prioritize tasks. And it kind of like sets that tone of like, you know, you're working hard, you check your phone, whatever, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's this tone of this distractedness for the day. Which, I mean, you'd have to play around with a little bit to see how that works for you. But it's an interesting point and concept. And it's so, really interesting. Yeah. So they suggest that you perhaps make your replacement activities, which we've already talked about. So, you know, something else to do while you're waking up. 
to replace those activities with your phone might be an interesting idea. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's especially hard when, I mean, Kate, you won't understand what I'm talking about, but my phone (laughs) is my alarm. So it's, it's right there. The access is so easy, right? When you just go Mm -hmm. to like dismiss, but then, Oh, look at this is like, you know, article I was half reading before I fell asleep last night and maybe I'll just finish reading that or do a, you know, scroll the, scroll the Insta. I mean, maybe part of the solution is just getting one of those old school alarm clocks. I don't know. Or getting a coffee grinder like Kate. But Kristen, what is your morning routine? Where do you, where do oh. you sit on the gamut? Well, I, I, I will say that I have been, so pre pandemic, I was very, um, I always felt very rushed. Like I, I barely, I was that kind of like, let's just get out the door kind of situation. And lately I've been enjoying my mornings, but it's not consistent. And so this has actually given me a lot to think about, Hmm. which is like, what does my morning need to look like? And I've been playing with some ideas. Like I've been, like I've been trying to do some gratitude journal. Like I really, I think for me, a priority is just getting my like brain in the right place and like, let's do this day. And so I'm actually, I don't have, I don't have a consistent routine. I'm convinced by this. I think like, let's do the same thing every morning. Let's find what works. And I'm actually kind of excited for it. Nice. Awesome. Nice. What about you, Julie? What do you think now? So Kate's obviously, Kate has, has this kind of nailed. Kate has uh, it nailed. I am, I'm working on it. You're working and on where, it. What, where does this leave you? I am convinced. And as I said, there have been moments in my life where I've had really solid morning routines. Some of them have even been during the pandemic. Um, Currently, um, that is, it's just not the case. I am, I am, maybe it's the time of life. My, this, in this season is, uh, (laughs) I'm finding that I'm really enjoying my evening routine, which mm-hmm. to really, you know, that means staying up late. And it means that my morning is really affected and that my first phone call, I'll probably be in my pajamas. Yeah. Um, but I should also, I feel like it's important to mention that Julie, you are, you, whether it's the season or not, I think it's very much to each their own. And it's, uh, you know, having a morning routine isn't a determining factor of whether or not you're happy or successful or any of those things because maybe exactly. for you it's the night owl slash wolf lion that you're um, embracing at the moment perhaps but I I don't know I I really think there is something to especially on the just mental fitness front to starting your day off in a calm approached kind of way no very much well that's a really interesting topic, Kristen. Thanks. Thank you for bringing it to our attention. Um, Julie, you might need this more than anybody tonight, but can you, can you give us a good story? (laughs) I do. Um, And my good news story is one of many, many, many stories like it. Um, But I just thought it was kind of a gentle reminder of what a single person who just wants to do some good can do. Um, so June 21st was, is the summer solstice. And 
it has passed. I think it was yesterday. And mm-hmm. there's a gentleman in Calgary. His name is Kevin Libel. Libel, my apologies if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. But for a couple of years now, he has been doing what he calls the Sunrise to Sunset Golf Challenge. And what he does is he gets up at Mark Wahlberg's 3.15 in the morning <laughs> and with the aim of golfing as many holes as he can from sunrise to sunset, um, all walking, wow. um, mm-hmm. to raise funds for Special Olympics is his charity of choice. And so he completed it yesterday. He didn't beat his records Oh, yes, he did beat his record. His 2018 record was 101 holes of golf in a single day. And yesterday he hit, I believe, 108 um, holes of golf in a single day. So, yeah, so from like four in the morning until past 11 o'clock at night, because it was just such a beautifully long sun, sun. sun-filled day and that's why he chooses to do it on the solstice and last year he raised um dollars for special olympics and to anybody who's interested alldaygolf.ca all the money goes to special olympics which is a wonderful charity um and yeah i just thought that was kind of a just fun and you know a reminder that just one person if they want to start raising awareness or funds in and around a charity they love and care about, you can find something cool and creative to do. And that is my good news. That is awesome. Um, sorry, can you repeat the website? You bet. It's all day golf, A L L D A Y G O L F dot C A. That's really cool. Wow. Good on him. And uh, that's very inspiring. And uh, I'm curious what his morning routine is like. No kidding. Especially that day. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, I, maybe we'll never know, but we could probably easily contact him. And ask. <laughs> on that note, Kristen, Julie, did you find what you were looking for? <laughs>